This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a podcast from Joy's jazz show, Bent Notes. Tune in live each Sunday night at joy.org.au. Our special guest on Bent Notes is a Sydney-based vocalist who was discovered at a school concert at only 16 years of age. The discovery was made by none other than James Morrison, who invited Emma Pask up on stage to sing with his band later that night. As the old adage goes, the rest is history. Let's learn a little more of that history as we take pleasure in welcoming to Bent Notes our guest, Emma Pask. Welcome, Emma. Hi, David. Thank you so much. What an incredible introduction. (laughs) (laughs) 16 years of age and James Morrison invites you up on the stage to sing with his big band. Was that sprung upon you in the middle of the show or did he just give you a few minutes to think about it before the show began? Uh, I think if I'd had any minutes to think about it, it may not have happened. (laughs) Absolutely no. (laughs) There was was absolutely no warning. It was literally in the middle of a concert, just like you said. And I think what had happened, I do know now in hindsight, what had happened is that he'd asked my musical conductor, the school band and my music teacher at the time, if I do this to Emma tonight, is she going to be okay? Like, would she be okay with that? And he, knowing me very well, know that I'd be a bundle of, you know, a mess, said to James, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, call her up. She'll be fine. She'll be fine. <laughs> How <laughs> and, did you do, um, Emma? So there was, uh, oh, gosh. Um, is that you, Matt? Yeah, sorry, it's Matt. Hi, yeah, Matt. Yeah, yeah, I mean, look, I don't know. I, you'd have to ask the people who are at the concert, but I think I was certainly like a bit of a stunned mullet for the first few seconds. I was literally, if you can picture the scene, I was up the back of a, a school auditorium hall. There was probably you know, 800 people in the hall watching the concert. And we'd done our little special bit with James in the first half. So we'd guested with him and the big band and he played with the kids. And then we were all sitting like, you know, naughty school kids at the back of the hall watching the James Morrison band for the second half. <laughs> and so it was halfway through his concert that he said, oh, we met this young girl this afternoon or this young student, we'd like to get them up, blah, blah, blah. And all my friends are sort of starting to nudge me, going, I think he's talking about you. And I'm like, no, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then, yeah, sure enough, next minute, he put his hand over his face from the lights and said, so is, is Emma Emma up the back of the school hall there? We'd like to get her up. And I oh. I think I froze. I lost all bodily function. <laughs> and I, I somehow walked through the, you know, through the aisleway up to the front of the stage thinking, what am I going to do? I, I don't know anything. I've never worked with a small group. I just, I know my big band charts. You know, I don't know how to do this. So it was... Total baptism by fire. <laughs> and obviously, I guess I, I guess I perhaps must have passed the test because next year in March, it'll be 30 years since that <laughs> happened. And we still work together to this day. So Which I must superb. have somehow gotten away with it. <laughs> do you remember what you sang? I do. Oh, my gosh. It's etched on my, in my, on my brain. It'll, I'll never, never forget it. It was, well, it was interesting because the first thing he said to me was, what do I want to sing? Yeah. I was, again, like a bit of stun mullet going, well, I don't know. And he suddenly said jumped to the piano and he, you know, as James does, the multi-instrumentist, he played a little bit and said, do you know this one? Do you know that one? And in front of all these people, I sort of shrugged and went, no, not really. Um, and I think by that stage, he was probably thinking, God, what have I done? What a terrible idea. <laughs> and then he said, well, what do you know? What do you sing? And I said, well, he said something that you sing with your school band. And I said, oh, um, uh, God bless the child. You know, the Billie Holiday, oh. she wrote that, song, wrote that song. And he said, great, what key do you sing it in? And I went, um, the key that the big band charts in. Like I had, had no idea. You know, I was this innocent. You know, I had no grounding or no knowledge in how to work in a small group situation. You know, it was that that stuff was to come for me. It was yeah. It, it the guitarist Dave Colton was with us, and he 
you know, fiddled around on the guitar and he said, I think you're going to do it in B flat. Right. And so from that moment, that also too was burnt. I was learning every second. I'm like, okay, God bless the child. I sing it in the key of B flat. I can't ever forget that. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then they started and no doubt I probably missed the intro. I missed the turnaround or something like that. You know, it was like, it was a total baptism by fire. And, um, we got it. We finished that song, and then I thought, "Oh my God, thank God! I think I've just got through it. Got through it. It'll be the end." And then he said, "Great. How about we do a swinger next?" And I'm like, "Oh my God!" And we had to go through the same process of what do I know? Oh. And he said, um, "He said um, in the end, he said, you know, Gershwin's. They can't take that away from me.'" And every fiber of being in my body is screaming no because I don't really. I know I've had it, heard it around the house from my parents yeah. playing it and. But, and I'm thinking, no, but I'm thinking to myself, even at 16, I'm thinking, I can't say no because this will be the end of my life. <laughs> I've got to say it. So I kind of, I nodded and said yes. And this is no word of a lie. My mother in the first four rows was yeah. sitting. And she's like, you know, she wouldn't say boo to an owl. She's so shy and lovely, but she knows every lyric to every jazz standard there ever was. And she looked up at me terrified, sort of mouthing, you don't know that. And I'm like, I know. And so I swear, I swear to you that she mimed quietly as she could in her seat and yeah. did some little hand actions. To help me get through the way you wear your hat, wonderful. she tapped her head. She sipped your tea. It looked like she was drinking tea. You know, it was like it was hilarious. Charades. <laughs> yeah, that's how I got through my first two tunes with James Morrison, and then the week later, I got the call to go on the road with the with the band. So it was truly a hilarious experience. What a wonderful experience! Before you got that call to wander up to the stage from the back of the hall, what were your musical uh -huh. ambitions? None. Ah, so they changed <laughs> I mean, pretty my, quickly. My, they I mean, overnight, David, overnight. It was like, you know, I mean, I was six, I was 15, I think I'd just turned 16 and I was having a ball singing with the school band. I, my music teacher would, you know, pass me a chart and, and give me something to listen to and I was having such a great time and I loved it. I was diving into the band and I was playing tenor saxophone. I had a wonderful um, teacher in Roger Manon's, you know, learning, uh, teaching me the tenor. Yep. So I was immersing in the music, but I had no idea really, I, to be honest, I had no idea that, and wasn't even thinking ahead that you could do this as a career. You know, I, I, as a school kid, I, I loved music and I loved musicians and I'd immerse myself in all these things, but I never really sort of joined the dots on, oh, I could do that. You know, it, it just wasn't in my realm until, until that happened, really. So it was just like, oh, you can, you can do this. You could be a singer as a career. This is crazy. What a great way to find out. I love the idea. I know, of right? Yeah, it was it was phenomenal. It changed, it changed my life for sure. Were there musical musically talented people within the family? Well, like I said, with Mum, she she knows all the the classics because she grew up and you know loves all the jazz standards. So she knows everything, and she's got a really mu musical ear. Dad, on the other hand, not so much. Has a passion and love for it, but but he, as he will proclaim, can't hold a note. So no, they're not really not nothing really professional musically. You know, but just a good ear from Mum's side and and her mother, my my grandmother played the piano so you know a little bit of a little bit of influence in the family but nothing professionally surely i've read that harold arlen was one of your favorite composers and that you were Indeed. given you were given a little bit of a prompt to re-energize some of your bucket list items when you lost a friend and that that was yeah, the first indeed. item that occurred what was it that triggered you to say actually yes i now need to jump into and do my harold arlen gig and others as well yeah, no, it was absolutely, like you said, David, it was, a, you know, a tragic loss of one of my closest girlfriends, you know, at a similar age to me, just a year older than me. So, you know, in my mind, in our mind, super young, you know, yeah. incredibly, incredibly horrendous disease at the breast cancer, you know, it took her too, too soon. And I, I, I took her through the last stages of, of life to her last breath with another couple of girlfriends. You know, we, we took her on that journey of, of death, which was very 
incredibly confronting and, and she was a vocalist herself, a very successful vocalist. She was the backup singer for Tina Arena and Jimmy Barnes and many other people. Just such a passion for life and a passion for music and an incredible passion for singing. You know, she, she'd looked after her own business for so many years, you know, and when she died too, as we spoke with her and we, we, we took her through that journey, there were so many things on her bucket list that she had you know, her aspirations and her dreams that she didn't get to fulfill. So it was, you know, it was like anyone who goes through this experience. It's such a, such an awakening to the fact that, you know, the, the joy, I guess, and the, what do you say, the opportunity that we have that we're actually alive. Mm. You know, we're here and we can do these things. She, she's not here anymore and she, she can't do this and it's not fair. I've got to absolutely fulfill my passion to my biggest potential if I can, because that's what Natasha would want to be doing. And, it's, you know, I have that opportunity and that, that gift. So I have to I have to dive in and, and do the things that I want because, you know, as it's shown, life's too short and you just never know what's going to happen. No, it's, it's uh, one of those mysteries that we don't know what's going to happen around the next corner. Have you achieved Absolutely. many things off your bucket list to date? I feel like I have, yeah. I feel like I'm, especially since, you know, the, the terrible passing of Tasha, uh, uh, you know, I think my friends and I too, we, we really have this this um, eagerness and this, you know, not, not, not rush or haste, but a passion to, to be, you know, living life differently than we were maybe a few years ago before this happened. I've certainly, you know, the Harold Island show was huge for me. For me to put something on at the Opera House, it was, you know, at a risk of, I was actually self-promoting and producing the whole event, you know, hiring the venue, writing the show, performing the show and, and working on arrangements with my band. And so something like that was pretty big for me. You know, many of my contemporary friends and colleagues in the music industry do things like this, but it's, it's a huge mammoth task. And then just realizing that fulfilling your passion in music, but also in other things in life, in, in love, in relationships, in family, in connections, in assisting and helping other people, you know, the things that, that are really important, I think, to, to, to life, to being alive, looking after others and all those things. So, yeah, I'm, I'm slowly, slowly but steadily and surely making my way through those lists of things that I, that I want to do. It's a good message for anyone, isn't it, to not put off the things that you don't feel like doing today, just get out there and do them. Absolutely. We've got the opportunity. We're here. We're fortunate enough to be alive. You know, you've really got to, yeah, go for it. This is, this is the, you only get one shot, so to speak. So, One of the things that you have done back in 2017 was record the Ed Wilson's Swing That Music album with the Sydney yeah. star Big Band and Tom Berlinson. It has had quite a lot of airplay here on Bent Notes. Thank you, guys. I grew up and went through Clayton Tech where the Big Band was very much uh, an important part of the music at Clayton Tech, and it just hit me dramatically as beautiful, fantastic music, exciting music. What are your recollections about recording that particular album? Is it as exciting when you're in the studio putting things together as it is for me sitting here listening to it? Oh, thank you, David. That's very kind. No, 100%, absolutely. I mean, I was very fortunate enough early on to meet um, Ed Wilson in my career. Probably I was probably 16 or 17, just as I'd started with James. I think it would have, probably would have been 16. We went on our first big band tour as I started working with the band. And on tour and in high school, we'd been singing and performing. You know, when I said my music teacher would bring me charts, they were often Ed Wilson charts. So when the, the tour came around, when I just started out with him, and he gave me the band lineup and who's going to be in the band, and Ed Wilson was on the trombone, I nearly had a heart attack thinking, <laughs> oh, my God, I'm going to be singing, you know, the arrangements of this musician that I admire so much, and he's in the band? This is crazy. And so meeting Ed at 16, it was just, you know, an incredible experience. And he, he's been like a grandfather to me or, you know, or father to me. He's all, he took me under his wing back then. He used to give me charts every time he saw me and he had a nickname for me. I don't think it sticks anymore because I'm over 40, but when I was young, he used to call me the porcelain princess. He used to oh. think I had great skin and 
I'm like, oh, thanks, Ed. I love that. What a beautiful So him and his wife, that. Esther, it was lovely. I, I took that, you know, and I keep, I carry that in my heart all the time now. But him and, and his wife, Esther, they were always so supportive and so lovely. And so through the years, I've, I've had, you know, many experiences playing with Ed and playing his arrangements. So that's how the whole project came about. Ed would be wanting to do this project and wanting to record his material for so long. And when he asked me, it was like, I didn't even have to think twice. I said, oh my gosh, Ed, absolutely. I will make myself available. Let's do this. And it was just so incredibly, you know, exciting. Like you said, the lineup, the band that he put together, it was all my favorite musicians from Sydney and, and across Australia. And it was such a powerhouse band sit in the studio and hear them let those charts rip and me get to be, you know, in the booth singing along. It was just such a joy. I loved every minute of it. And, you know, the arrangement, some of the arrangements that I've been singing for many, many years, some that were new to me, and then putting it all together and then taking it out on the road and, and performing it. You know, it, I, I joked and I, I joked with that all the time and I told the audience when we played our first gig in Sydney, the reason really I'm on stage here is taking you back to that high school not my, moment in time, that first night when I met James. In the afternoon at the workshop is when he first met me, when he walked into the school hall. We were all so excited and we went, we went through the rehearsal process and all the school kids played all the music bands, but I had to wait till the end of the rehearsal. And my music teacher said to Anthony, uh, sorry, my aunt, Anthony, my music teacher said to James, we've got this young girl who sings with the band. She's going to have a sing with you tonight. We're going to probably play this chart. Can we, you know, do you want to have a listen? And James said yes. And the first song I ever sang in front of James was Ed Wilson's arrangement of Mac Knight. <sighs> Oh, what a wonderful and so, song. Yeah, and an incredible arrangement. That was the first thing I did, and that was the song that James heard me sing and decided that he would ask my music teacher after he heard me sing that, you know, if I get her up tonight, will she, be, will she cope okay? So that was the first thing he heard. So the whole project and the whole tie-in of doing Ed's, you know, project of the album, it meant so much to me because that's really how it all started for me with that one of his very first arrangements. So it was a beautiful thing. What a beautiful thing indeed. And I've got to say, I mean, any time the big band sound comes on, Dave's, David's eyes light up. He absolutely loves that. It's in his element. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it, Matt. That's so cool. I'm the same. And that's, you know, big bands where I started. It was the thing that I did first with my school band. So that's where my, it, it's the origins for me before I moved, moved to small group stuff. So big band really is, it's one of my passions. It's one of my favourite things to do. Our special guest on Bent Notes is vocalist and entertainer Emma Pask. You're listening to Joy 94.9. You are listening to a podcast from Bent Notes. Find more podcasts and show blogs at joy.org.au. You're listening to Bent Notes on Joy 94.9, where our very special guest is vocalist and entertainer Emma Pask. Emma, you're a very busy entertainer with quite a calendar of shows around Australia, including the Brisbane and the Perth International Jazz Festivals this month and next. And you're heading to Melbourne next Saturday night, October the 28th. You're performing in a beautiful room at the Counts at Monash University. What can we expect to hear on Saturday night? Indeed, David. I can't wait to get back to Melbourne. It's one of, you know, I'm mean, a Sydney girl, but it's definitely one of my favourite cities of the country. We are, yeah, like you said, heading to Monash University. I haven't seen this room yet, but the pianist that I'm playing with, wonderful Grant Windsor from Melbourne, he said he's a part of the faculty there at Monash, and he just said it's a wonderful new venue where they're playing, you know, a huge amount of live music and really building wonderful audiences there for Melbourne to come and listen to some jazz. So I'm going to be there with Grant Windsor on piano. I'm bringing Tim Firth on drums from Sydney with me. 
And also on the base joining us is going to be Melbourne local Harry Morrison, who's actually James Morrison's son yes. and who I babysat from when he was born <sighs> from a very young age. <laughs> so um, that's another full circle moment being on stage with Harry blows my mind all the time. <laughs> what a way, great way to do it and to keep that, that yeah. circle going. What type of music will we hear? You are going to be hearing some incredible standards, you know, a lot of, a lot of selections from the Great American Songbook. Oh, beautiful. And what I've done with, a, yeah, a lot of them that I, that I do that I love, I, I work on arrangements, you know, like most musicians do, which is to bring a, a little bit of new breath of, breath of fresh air and breath of new life into, into these classics. And so with a little bit of a modern touch with arrangement, but very much, you know, it's going to be a swinging, swinging, raucous blues, Latin ballad kind of an evening. It's going to be, you know, a bit of a journey through, through everything and certainly different styles and a few little different genres we take things also like you know a, a Beatles classic and I've rearranged that you know to a little bit of a jazz tune so oh, it's, it's kind of a bit of everything yeah I'm really looking forward to it more information about Emma Pask is on her website at emmapask.com a great website by the way Emma oh thanks David yeah um, my lovely girlfriends helped me set that up I'm pretty hopeless with all that technical stuff but but yeah no I, I thank you more information about the show at the counts can be found with a search for the counts and Emma Pask and click on the appropriate link Emma it has been really lovely to chat with you tonight here on bent notes it's been great to hear a little bit about your career and particularly that very exciting discovery back then when you were 16 it's, we are so thrilled that James found you back then and that you've been able to to continue through all these years with so much time with James and the big band travelling and then to get onto projects of your own as well. Absolutely fabulous to hear a success story. Oh, thank you so much. That's really kind of you. I, I really appreciate that you guys have given me some time too and it's great to have a chat to you. And I, I'm always happy to talk about music and especially the fact that we're doing live shows. If, if anyone out there is listening and feels like having a, a fun night of music with some you know, incredibly talented musicians, the band is, is hot and we'd, we'd love to make some music for you and just Hopefully, you know, my, my main aim, I think, in all of this, which I, I certainly have been a, a renewed approach to, is just, you know, if I can make people happy or if I can share the joy that we have of music in it and it lightens someone's spirit for the night. That's, that's my intention for sure. A fabulous intention indeed. Emma, thank you again so much for chatting with us here on Bent Notes. Uh, very best wishes for a fabulous show in what is a wonderful room out there at the Counts at Monash University. It's been lovely to chat with you and we look forward to doing so again in the future. Indeed. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, David. I appreciate it for both of you. It's been Thanks, great. Emma. Our special guest on Bent Notes has been vocalist and entertainer Emma Pask. You're listening to Joy 94.9. You've been listening to a podcast from Bent Notes. Join us live each Sunday night on Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.